This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Andy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at WhatDuvetSaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePlissy, coming at you from Dubay Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who thinks Rio's a great place to get married because of the big statue of Jesus, your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from a remote location. I'm actually hiking with a couple of buddies along the border of Afghanistan and Iran. Oh, dude, you, you should keep a pretty low profile here. I can't believe that you're, you're actually doing this show from such a dangerous location. Well, you know, I, it's just a hang, it's just a hiking trip, Jace. Dude, why are you, are you? Why would you hike there? Why not go to like Mount Tamalpais or something? That is the fifty million trillion dollar question, Jason. You know what I'm referring to, I hope. Uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Most of the time, I have no idea, and I only know Mount Tamalpais because of the, someone got murdered there about thirty years ago. Oh, I'm not even near in Mount Tamalpais. I was actually referring to the. Hikers, the college-age hikers that were uh, picked up uh, by the Iranians, um, they were hiking along the border of Afghanistan and Iran, and this has been a running news story. Oh. Um, the, uh, they're currently in Iranian prison. Didn't this I think happen they the, uh, uh, like uh, two years ago, or was that in North Korea that I'm thinking of? You're thinking of North Korea, but it, this happened a little bit more recently than that. But it, the story occasionally will pop up into the news, and this week – uh, they were able to have a phone conversation. It had been six months, and they were able to actually chat with uh, their mothers. And the thing that just it really hits me about this story, the one question that the media seems to not be interested in, but it's, I feel is, is very pertinent, is what the fuck are people doing hiking near the border of Afghanistan and Iran? Yeah, I agree. I know. That's the question I was just talking to a guy yesterday uh, who went off on, on a, an extremely different tangent that I was going on about the situation. But uh-huh. the big news down here that I, all I hear all about is the the Dodger fan beating the Giant oh, yeah. fan. Yeah, that's that's everywhere on the news down here. You can't escape it. And what the, the question that the guy asked me yesterday, which is a valid question, and it's occurred to me, but no one seems to be asking in the news, is what kind of person do you need to be to provoke someone else to beat the living shit out of you? Well, yeah, that's being swept entirely under the rug. I've actually talked with Hallie about this, and I, me thinks that it's not merely as simple as this guy just getting, you know, the crap beat out of him for no, with no provocation whatsoever. Now, I'm not justifying the action, but I'm saying something tells me there's 
alcohol involved and there was a lot of shit talking. And you never know when you're talking shit to somebody who that person might be and what the reaction might be. Yeah, he the guy wasn't just wearing a giant's hat and wa- and skipping out of the ballpark saying, Wee, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I'm, I'm hip to that. I'm, I'm on the same page. It's not talked about, of course. And the funny thing is, the family, his family, want to sue the Dodgers. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, um, that's all that I was hearing. I heard three hours of news coverage or you know talk show coverage on that yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't know that you. I mean, how are the, they're, they're saying there should have been more security, whatever. I'm saying something went down that we don't know about, and. Much, much like uh, these hikers hiking on the border of Afghanistan and Iran, there's something else that went was was going on that we won't know about, and I believe that it it's probably not that easy for regular Joes like you and I just to decide to plan a hiking trip on the border of Afghanistan and Iran. Well, that's what I was just thinking. I don't even know how to get to the border of Afghanistan and Iran. Like, what do you fly <laughs> into? Where do you fly? What what bus do you take that you actually end up on foot? Uh, in that I think region. JetBlue flies in the cobble now. Oh, oh, does it? Oh, how nice. I hope they show some <laughs> Anne Hathaway movie on the flight. I love that Anne Hathaway. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Rob? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Jace. Um, busy morning so far and a busy afternoon, but uh, better to be busy. Idle hands. No kidding. I've been so busy of over the past two or three weeks. I can't. I cannot catch a break. I cannot sleep. I'm I'm up late. I'm up early. I'm going from the crack of dawn until the moment my my head hits the pillow. I mean, I'll I'll finish. Mm. I really will finish my day around eight or so. I, I get up around seven and I'm going constantly until around eight, and then I I have a bit of unwind time, uh, and then it's really not until about ten thirty or eleven that I'm really feeling like oh, I'm done, and now I can finally. Um, now I can finally do what I want to be doing. So I hear you. I hear you on that one, man. Yeah. It's a grind. It is a grind. And it's taking me away from my novel, which is really starting to grate on me now. It's been a long time mm. since I've really been able to focus and, and, and work on my book. And I really need to get this thing going. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to feel the pressure of of getting this thing moving and, and, and published and, you know, happening. Uh, it's what I'm supposed to be you, doing. So. so, I am feeling the pressure of finding employment. Yeah, well, you know, I'm. I, I hear you. Well, you have such marketable skills. You have a communications degree, and I think you uh, know how to wrap uh, pictures in brown paper, right? I do. I, I'm. I'm. I'm excellent at shipping things, and. Uh, I uh, I do have my degree in communications, and uh, I'm a fairly savvy marketer, as uh, is the case with this show. Yeah, I agree. We've reaching we're re- we're now reaching into the tens of thousands, Jason. Yeah, I know that we are. It, it is pretty. It's pretty extraordinary how how far the reach of WDS is based, as we know, not on any sort of scientific metric because God only knows how podcasts are tracked, but based on yeah. the response, response is based on the response. Suddenly I'm Australian. Did you know that Australians, every vowel is just an E? Dan and based on the responses we're getting from all of our listeners who email us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. And Come and say good day. <laughs> Come and say good day. We'll slip another shrimp on the babby for you. Um <laughs> 
Find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are skyrocketing this week. Terribly exciting yeah. as far as Facebook terms go, because as we discussed last week, Facebook seems to be falling off the Facebook of the planet. But you can still search for us, What Duvet Said, on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Bob Duvet. That's where all the action's happening, really, these days. Oh, or, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. or, or, our favorite thing, of course, is the phone calls we receive from you at this phone number. We love these phone calls so much we refuse to play them on the air because they're just too hot. 415-937-0445. That number is live, and it's 415-937-0445. Yeah, operators are standing by. And in the interest of full disclosure. And they're naked. Yeah. I've we just... have naked operators standing by. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, I was going to say, in the interest of full disclosure, the whole playing the phone call on the air, the voicemail on the air thing requires a bit of uh, – Production that's I'm just too lazy yes. to handle. I'm sorry, our, produce, our producer team is too lazy to handle. Exactly. Our whole production team would rather be lunching. I'd like to give a shout-out to listener Phil, who gave us Magic 160 on Facebook. Nice. All right. Whatever that means, I love it. It means, uh, you know, if, if we can – you know, it, it's not really the season for swag right now, so we're a little low in the swag department to include in our swag bags. Oh, right. You know, that reminds me. We do have a swag bag to give out this week. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I like it. No, actually, I, I, there's a couple things we should mention. Um, we appeared last week um, in a comedy podcast roundup. Uh, it's called The Succotash Show. It's being uh, hosted by Mark – Hershon, and uh, yeah, we were included in that. So that's a a big uh, thumbs up. Thanks a bunch to Mark and the Succotash Show for including us. Dana Carvey, the church lady himself, he you know not gonna do it. Dana Carvey, he was the uh, the guest that week. So uh, oh yes, yes, he isn't he doesn't he do that funny old guy? And we loved it. I loved it. Things were terrible, and we loved it. Isn't he that guy? <laughs> he does do that guy. And so it was kind of cool to you know hear us butt up against uh, a true comedy legend, Dana Carvey. And I, I love the work they're doing over there at the Succotash Show. I think that is a, uh, a void that needs filling. It's kind yeah. of like – if you've ever seen The Soup, it's kind of like that. They, they compile bits of comedy podcasts, and uh, he highlights you know, some of the better ones, of which we know. Okay. And then so we, uh, you know, I, I should also say that we got, I was turned on by the Socrates show by a friend of our show, Phil Lerness, who uh, has um, his own podcast called the Chill Pack uh, Hollywood Hour, which I recommend people big check fans. out as well. We are big it, fans. Yeah, we were, dare I say it was an inspiration for our show. Absolutely. And uh, that's why I was going to say a Magic 160 was Phil. Oh, oh, Phil Lerness is. I get it. I get it. For some reason, I thought when you said Magic 160 that it was like a radio station. Magic one. You're listening to Magic 160 yeah. on WDS. <laughs> exactly. I'll be seeing Phil tonight. Actually, by the way, uh, Phil and I oh, will nice. be hanging out. Tell him uh, I said hello. All right, I will do so. He's got a new film out, by the way, called The Truth Is Out There. So he's a film director and uh, making the circuits. Uh, starting nice. His. Uh, podcast co-host Dean Hagland, who you may recall as the long blonde haired fellow with the uh with the glasses uh on the X Files. He was one of the lone uh, gunmen. Yeah. You know how I know him because I have I have uh various pictures and clips of him uh tacked onto my wallet at, at home here at WDS North. Oh you might want to keep that under wraps, Rob. Ooh, my that. bad. You, you you said that out loud, just so you know. <laughs> And sometimes, uh, as we know, we say things out loud that might be taken 
in a different way to people. So we have swag, Never. as you said, to give out this week because we made the mistake of referring to the royal wedding couple as Andrew and what I don't even remember what the what, Catherine, right? Andrew and Catherine. I thought her name was Bonnie. I, th- I thought it was Pippin. 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 We'll go with Pippin. So Everything Andrew and Pippin, not the royal couple. Not the royal couple. No, the royal couple. Uh, so we have to hand out some swag to, I believe his name is... Uh, Harold? Henry? Henry. 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 There's, there's some Roman numerals attached to his name. We owe a swag bag to them. And I, I think, you know, newly married couple, what better gift to give than a monogram WDS toaster? Yes. Sounds perfect. We'll get them that. We'll get them uh, a registry. Uh, we're not actually going to get them anything, but we're going to register them at Target oh. and at Crate and Barrel. Ooh, that's handy. You can yeah. have so much fun at both places. Not sponsors yet. No, no, no. But we will. We will get them a registry there. Uh, we'll yes. also uh, anticipating the the royal baby. We're going to get them a diaper genie. Um, oh, nice. Some receiving blankets. Ooh. And uh, I, th- I have this thing here. It's called a, a ha-ha groan hammer. And what it is, it's a, <laughs> it's a little smiley face. And you shake it and it goes like that. So I thought that would be fun when the baby comes That's out. very nice. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm just looking around the apartment here. And I think I, I can offer them uh, some teeth whiteners. Good. And uh, ooh, let's see. I think that's uh, one of Hallie's spare tiaras. She likes to wear tiaras around the, uh, the, the boudoir. So perhaps she won't miss this one because you never have enough ter- uh, tiaras, right? No, not at all. And I think also if we're just going to go that route, that I will give them this 2007 World Almanac. Ooh. Yeah. And um, I got an old dog-eared copy of uh, the, the the Kama Sutra. Maybe we can throw that in there too because, oh, you know, yeah. newlyweds one, uh, and all. I have one of those as well, uh, although it was a comic book version with uh, a, a girl in it named Girl. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, the, the making the beast with two backs is, is quite comical in general. If you really stop the pause and think about it, it's, it's, it, it is kind of humorous. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to try not to pause and think about it right now. Cause we're doing <laughs> no, just I demand you pause and think about it. Speaking of pause, Jason. Oh, and the uh, uh, WDS moist outlets to uh, William and Kate. Oh, yeah. Kate and William. Yes. Billy. Those something. come in very handy. I, I always keep a, a pack on me. I, ho- I hope you do. Well, I keep them in my glove compartment, but what inevitably happens is I, I'm, I'm never, I, I'm always clean, so I never need to use no. them, so they just dry out. Ah, that happens. That happens. We're working on that. We're trying to have Renfro come up with a, a uh, combination of fragrance to uh, cleaning chemicals that will not dry up. All right, I, I appreciate that, Renfro. Renfro, uh, it's good to have you back on the show this week. Hello, Jason. I've missed you. I, I, I'm surprised you know so much about moist toilets being as you have no need to be clean. I like to be shiny. Okay. Well, good. I like when you're shiny. It's good to hear your voice. Hey, back Renfro. to work, Renfro. Yeah. Jesus. This robot gets more mileage out of this show than he rightly deserves. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we do have a guest that we've been uh, keeping uh, waiting. Hey, who's our guest? <laughs> well, just to kind of shift gears a little bit, uh, been little little scary, little serious uh, stuff happened here at at the network. Oh yeah, okay. I don't I don't know if you saw the memos, but uh, we've been a victim of cyber bullying. Cyber bullying. What is cyber bullying? 
Um, I think cyberbullying is when uh, you somebody reaching out to you via either Facebook or email, and they are, um, you know, uh, trying to, you know, influence your programming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I've heard stories of, say, teenage girls who commit suicide because they've been uh, bombed yes. on Facebook or on on MySpace because of cyberbullying, which I never, it never quite. I never quite get that because the difference between me leaving school and Tim Apollonic punching me in the face which uh -huh. was like an actual bully move. Uh, I remember it <laughs> happening and my friend Kai at the time was like, yeah, you flew backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, Carl Oosterman did cyberbullying the sadly not just for children anymore. Yeah, but can't you just not read it? I mean, what? What? why would you read a bunch of things written on your Facebook page if you're being bullied by it. I don't know. I, I would just simply delete it and move on. But you know, your, your children aren't as a, uh, you know, aren't as emotionally um, seasoned as adults should be. Well, I just feel like there's filters and not reading and, and, and deleting things. I mean, that's sort of how we've been handling it on, on the WDSN. But yeah. I know what you're, I, 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 what, 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 Rob? <laughs> well, this is funny because we received the the bullying email, and then there was an attachment. And when I opened up the attachment, Gloria Allred actually appeared at WDS North. So oh. I think that she is, is so in tuned to these these cases and these injustices that go on that she has actually found a way to include herself in attachments. So that if you have an issue with any sort of you know legal or cyber uh bullying offense she's right there at the ready which is pretty pretty damn good if you think about it that's what a what a world we live in now i know but the problem is is gloria allred is clashing with the green wall i bet what's she wearing what what's gloria allred wearing she's one, wearing one of galvin's negligees right now oh she's not in her uh undercover playboy bunny server outfit <laughs> why was she a playboy bunny at one point yeah, wasn't that her deal? Isn't that Gloria Allred's claim to fame? I feel like they, that Kirstie Alley was in a movie based on it. I think she went undercover as a Playboy bunny in one of those, you know, Playboy clubs where you dress up with ah. the, with the ears and the cottontail, and she wrote a whole story okay. about it. I think that was, I think that's how she's known. Interesting. Well, you know a lot more about our. You should conduct the interview with her when we when we have her on. But she's basically just going to be speaking on our behalf later. You know who else we need to get on then is Dr. Joyce Brothers, because I found out how Dr. Joyce Brothers became famous. <laughs> Would you like to know that? How was that? <laughs> no. Dr. Joyce Brothers was a contestant on the $64,000 question or the $6,400 question. Do you remember that game show? It's like well before our time. But there was an extremely yes. popular game show called like the $6,400 question where you would sit in a booth in the center of the stage and they would ask questions and then you would, you know, it was a game show. Um, yeah. And she was a contestant on it. And, you know, she was just sort of beloved by the viewing public. Uh, and so she was like the first game show celebrity. So did they give her an honorary doctorate? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And believe it or not, back in the day, I, I know this might be hard to believe and you're, you're going to have to. You're going to have to go with me on this one, Rob. Uh -huh. The reason why everyone loved Dr. Joyce Brothers was because Dr. Joyce Brothers was hot. Hmm. This is well before my time. <laughs> I know. Well, anyway, Dr. Joyce Brothers, 
Google her. Google early Joyce Brothers. You just might be turned on. Ooh, I like it. Is she like Betty White kind of hot? <laughs> She's not Betty White kind of hot. What on earth are we talking <laughs> about? What 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 crazy tangent have we gone off on here? Oh, see, we, we were talking about cyberbullying and Gloria Allred representing us in this uh, this horrible affront to our our sensibilities here at WDS, but uh, we end up talking about Betty White, yeah. as is what always seems to happen with us. I know. I hear you. I know. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, another listener emailed us, and I, I think I can safely say this though: is that Steven Tyler is the new Betty White. Ooh, I like that. I like. I can see it. Well, you know, I was actually going to intro myself uh, from, uh, you know, from deep underneath a pile of scarves in Betty White's boudoir, but uh, I couldn't say boudoir twice in one show. Now I've said it three times. I know, Rob. You got to stop with the boudoir, and you got to start with the news. Ooh. You know what would be a good name for a band? I can't believe you're not dancing to the song. What would be a good name for a band? Bedouin Boudoir. <laughs> okay, I'm in for that. Hey, you know what? Before we get into the news proper, that reminds me of a, of a brilliant segment you came up with a couple of shows ago, which was yes. the If We Couldn't Sing karaoke of journey which we should never sing karaoke journey what what uh -huh. journey song would we sing yes. so i was thinking about this the other day and, and two bands came to mind um although the more i thought about it the more i eliminated one band and have just come up to this one you would agree that you and i should never sing a song by queen correct oh absolutely that's like yeah it's untouchable okay so but if you if you could what uh queen karaoke song would you sing Hmm, that is a good one. Um, I think for me, it would be uh, I Want to Break Free. I don't know if I know that one. How does it go, Rob? Hey. I want to break free. Okay, well, I probably could have guessed that part all by myself. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want me to sing more? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's enough. I would do uh, Need Your Lovin' tonight, which is a deep cut off of the game. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I need your loving tonight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Good song. Especially, off especially, the game. Yes, off the game. A, a, a deep cut off the game. Yeah, that is a good one, man. I'm going to change my answer to Radio Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps I do Flash. Oh, Flash is a good one, too. See, there's so many of them. And, of course, the one that, I, that, you, that you claim you don't know, but of uh, Don't Stop Me Now is another great one. Oh, that's right. No, you know, it's funny. I have a Queen anthology uh, CD that I've acquired since, and you played it for me, and then it's on there. So I, I, do, uh, I do have a copy of it now. Okay, good. As well you should. The other band that I was thinking of, which would be a, an interesting choice to think of, until I started listening to their songs, and I discovered something interesting about this band that I never discovered before. But if you could sing a Police song, what Police song would you sing? Ooh, these are tough ones because they, he sings so high. Um, I think if I was going to do a police song, I, one of my favorite songs has always been Bring on the Night. Ah, yes. Bring on the Night. That's a good one. Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to go with Can't Stand Losing You. Ah, uh, that's a great song. You know, I was going to say, you know, it'd be a really indulgent police karaoke song is like, do spirits in the material world. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or wrapped around your finger. But um, <laughs> what I discovered about police songs, and I don't know if I can accurately describe this, but 
see if you can follow me on this and why they're actually well, not the... good karaoke songs. Okay. Is that every police song is the same. <laughs> and I mean that because the chorus of police songs is one phrase, like one tune repeated, and then the chorus uh -huh. is just another phrase repeated indefinitely. So, like, for example, wrapped around your finger is... Right? Or, you know, or listen to any police song and pay attention to the pattern of them. It's one certain phrase repeated and then the other phrase repeated over and over and over again. And if you just do, 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 da, da, da... Each uh, uh -huh. each one, instead of actually singing the lyrics, you'll notice that they all follow the exact same pattern. It's an interesting thing. Interesting, interesting. I, I you know I would have always thought that they were like very uh, diverse in their all their their different songs, but you might be onto something. No, they're they're all the, they all follow the exact same formula, um, uh, which is why if you think about singing them, they're not very good to sing because they, they aside from the fact that we shouldn't be singing them. Dude, I got chumped at karaoke last night. Oh no, what happened? So we go we went and saw some music at the Fillmore. Great show, a band called Yesayer was awesome. We were all excited and I was kind of feeling it. How I was like, You want a karaoke, don't you? I'm like, Absolutely. <laughs> so we went to the local Wednesday night karaoke spot in our neighborhood. And I know the girl that hosts it. You know, we're friendly, and so I walk up to her and I have my I was gonna do a little blue oyster cult burning for you. Nice. And uh I hadn't done that song before. I always like to try to do a different song. So, you know, I go and I submit the ticket and I say, you know, how deep are we? And she's like, oh, we're not that deep at all, right? And there's a few people in the room and whatnot. And so I'm thinking, okay. And Hallie has to go to work, you know, early in the morning and whatnot. And I had stuff to do this morning. So we didn't want to be there all night. And so she's announced, she, she does the thing where she'll say, like, you know, up next is Jason. Then we have, you know, Steve, Gloria, and, um, you know, and whatever. Joyce Reba Brothers. On, on deck. Yeah. And Dr. Joyce Brothers on, on deck. And so you have an, a sense, you know, of where you fall in the pecking order. Right. So she goes through like a couple rotations of this and know me. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, Hallie's giving me the look like, you know, we got to get out of here, right? So then she, and she has this core group of friends that go all the time and they always do the most indulgent songs. Oh, right. Like, that song, What's Going On by Four Non Blondes, which is like a 10-minute fucking song, or You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette. Uh, or I Would Do Anything for Ugh. Love by Meat Loaf. Yeah, yeah, just long-ass epic songs and just, oh. And so they're there, and they've already sung. I know this, you know, because people are, you know, saying, oh, yeah, so that was a great job you did before. And I hadn't sung at all. And then it's like, you know, a lot of, they had a succession of women singing, you know. And so it makes sense just to slip in a dude. Well, she lists all the names and my name appears at the bottom, you know, something. And okay, Hallie, it'll be about 10 minutes and then I'm going to do my thing. And then right before I think I'm next, she slides in another one of her buddies after she cycled through three of our buddies in front of me. Oh, no. And I said, I'm out. That's it. I said, okay, I'm out. This is, this is, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been gumped. I don't even know if that's a term, yeah, but I was gumped. And I walked out the door, and so I, I, I like to think that right now there's like Eileen hosting the karaoke saying, Rob, Rob, up next we have Rob. 
I'm sure. I'd like to think I ground karaoke to a halt with my lack of my, my presence being not there. Well, I hope she's learned her lesson. I hope she feels terrible about it. Well, you know, you got to be prepared to walk away from any negotiation. <laughs> I understand. So what else is in the news? I love the news. I do. You know that. I love the hear, news. I don't know if you can hear this, that my, you know, we record out of our respective uh, pod castles. Um, yes. And for the past four days... There's we are like the Montagues and Capulets of podcasting. Exactly. Right. We're exactly like that. There's been <laughs> somebody who's, you know, when you go to the dentist, you've been to a dentist before, right, Rob? Yes, I've fabulous to you. Okay. So the dentist takes like a drill or a, a, a polisher in your mouth and it sort of makes it sound like, like when it's actually on your teeth it, it's quiet yeah. but when it's sort of coming off the teeth it it, it makes a louder sound that sound yes. has been echoing through beachwood canyon through the hollywood hills for the past four days and i don't know wow. who's doing it or where they're doing it it's angering me huh rob is it oh <laughs> i can tell your whole demeanor changed no, I'm looking out my window, trying to locate uh -huh. it, but it's stopped now. Oh, there it is. Maybe it's, it's that, that maybe it's that hot chick that lives uh, just down the stairs from you, using uh, a device on herself. <laughs> that could be. There it is. That's it's a much better again. visual than the dentist's office. Let me tell you. All right, all right. We're this is okay. We were being so tangential this episode. What a what a, what the hell kind of show is this? Rob, I'm going to walk it's out. It's a shit show! You know, speaking of burning for you, <laughs> my daughter, who's learning to play guitar, she's teaching herself guitar, and she's actually getting quite good uh -huh. at it. I couldn't play Blackbird on guitar. I still can't do it, and there she is, wow. rocking it. Um, but she wanted to learn how to play burning for you because she's, she is nothing if not the coolest kid ever. Um and she discovered you that, are the coolest kid ever if you're doing burning for you trust me oh yeah yeah her friends aren't so into it but she's like come on so she she discovered that the chord progression for burning for you is the same chord progression as the Katy perry hit hot and cold <laughs> huh so she's she's been playing burning for you and singing the lyrics to hot and cold to it <laughs> it's, it's, it's that is genius that is absolutely genius. You you tell her that if if she uh, wants somebody to uh, to do a, a mashup of "Burning for You" with her, I I'm game. Uncle Genius is game. All right, all right, I'll let her know. Cause she's like she. I, I, let me tell you something about. Remember when we were fifteen, sixteen? She's sixteen now. Uh, I will sh uh -huh. share this wow. to the entire listening public. That yes, I had a kid when I was eight years old, but. Uh, <laughs> She's like, do you remember when we were in high school and if our parents were out of town, like what would happen at our home <laughs> when parents yes. were out of town at that age? You know, not your house, of course, yes. because we, we never did anything at your house and your parents were never no, out of no. town and we, 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 we never did anything in Gail's home. But no, it was foreboding. Yeah, totally. It was actually quite frightening to be in your house. I, I wanted to get out of there. Believe me, I spent so much time in that house. I was always grounded. Any excuse to be not in that house was was a good day. I don't believe I ever saw your whole house. 
I think I would walk ah. into your front door and then go directly into your room, and that was it. Like I never went. I think I remember there was one time when we, your your dad got the fight, and we all sat in the living uh-huh. room to watch the fight, and that was the. It, 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 it seemed like an entirely new place to me. I was like, where where, where is this place? What is this? <laughs> I've never seen this place before. That's um, funny. I didn't know you had that experience. No, I know it was always there was always a beeline. You were always like, oh, come on. Like you didn't want anybody to see you. You didn't want your brother to see us, your sister to see us just straight into your room. And that was the end of that. <laughs> um, so, no, uh, there was never anything going on at your house. But there would be other people in our group where if parents were out of town, we would take advantage of the freedom, shall we say. Yes. My indeed. I'm divorced. My ex-wife was out of town this past weekend, and my daughter, uh, I had a lot to do. I had a jam-packed weekend, so I really couldn't have her here at my place. So she just, she's 16, she's uh, she's responsible, so she was just going to have the place to herself. She's just going to hang out at the condo by herself. And I I called her, and I was like, so what, are you having a party? <laughs> you know, her friend's coming over, do I need to come by on Friday night to check the the check to see if there's a towel under the front door or anything like that. She's like, no, <laughs> no. So I called her, you know, to catch her or check in on her to find out what she was doing. And she was uh-huh. adding harmony tracks to the song that she was recording. Like she, like that's what that, she was doing. That is, uh, there, you mean she wasn't ordering pizza from Domino's and, uh, about to take another run at back in black. <laughs> no, <laughs> Exactly. No, she's just hanging out by herself. I mean, the next day, I mean, a Saturday, she had more. She invited all her friends over, but they were hanging out, like listening to YouTube videos and things like that. They weren't doing anything nefarious. Such a such a different. Wow, that's good. That that's a testament to your, uh, you know, you you raised a fine young lady. Yeah, I know. I just I feel like she needs to know how to roll a joint at some point, though, right? Oh man! Don't worry. That's what college is for. That's true. I don't know how to roll a joint, so I can't. I couldn't help her with that. I am. Uh, yeah, I, I usually defer. All right. So uh, anyway, what else is in the news? I love how none of that has actually been in the news that we've been <laughs> discussing. But this is Utah makes it illegal to act like a hooker. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Tell so, me more. I will. I will. It says a strange new Utah law would make it a crime not just to explicitly offer sex for money, but also to indicate through lewd acts that you're willing to do so. In hmm. addition to scarring ladies into hiking down their skirts, the, le- the legislation could also allow cops to target legal businesses like strip clubs. So I think this is designed to go after strip clubs. But yeah. I mean, it's been my impression. I don't know if you you know see people rolling around on weekends around L.A. I know up here in San Francisco – Everybody looks like a hooker. Oh yeah. What are you kidding? Yeah. I would so, walk uh, out there's a there's a um a bus called the the Dash. Uh-huh. Which is completely inconsequential to the story. But nonetheless, there's a a a, a local bus. It's not that goes up and down Beachwood Canyon, uh so that uh that basically takes you down to where the real bus is. It's more or less a shuttle. But there'll be t- I'll walk by um with my dog 
and there'll be there's a bus stop right on my corner, which is super convenient. But there have been multiple times where I've walked out and I've seen not the walk of shame, but the the local bus of shame girl waiting. <laughs> the bus of shame, I like that. <laughs> to to go, you know, to go back down to Hollywood where her car is parked in front of the <laughs> in the valet in front of some club. And oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, there's nothing quite like the uh, extremely. Uh, what was once an extremely sexy outfit that in the light of the eight o'clock in the morning bus stop. Uh, oh yeah. With like the makeup kind of like, you know, raccoon eyed and uh, yeah, I, 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 I love that. Well, I actually here in North beach, there used to be a known walk of shame and there's a, there's a kind of a, a donut shop that very few people know about it's down on Columbus and invariably, you know, you'd be like walking back and you'd, I'd encounter like several of my buddies. Um, and we, it almost became like a joke because we'd meet at the de facto donut shop there on Columbus. Everybody'd be like, Hey, what's up? What's doing? Getting some donuts. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but you guys weren't dressed like hookers. Hookers. Uh, we were dressed like hookers. I used to always dress like a hooker. Man, are you kidding me? That's true. Have my jeans on tight. Uh, I'm going to say since this happened in Utah that this is not a. Although I am surprised that there are so many people in Utah that that would dress like hookers or be at strip clubs. Like hookers. <laughs> well, you know what they say. As Utah goes, so does the nation. <laughs> they say that? Isn't Utah trying to secede from the – or no, I think Utah's for sale. Oh, is it? I think so. I think – Who's buying? I, I, well, that's just it. I, it's not that I'm – it's not that Utah's for for sale, but it's – it's being offered. You might want to have our news team look this up because there's something, yeah, there's something about Utah being like privately owned instead of being huh. a, a, you know, like actual capitalism, like it becoming a, a corporation. Interesting. Yeah. The corporation of Utah. Yeah. 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 So maybe this is just. Well, it actually almost sounds like a corporation. If you just think of the name Utah. I don't want to think. Sounds like a tech stuff. company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could just see when Utah goes public, <laughs> that just it just becomes more, <laughs> just becomes strangely more wrapped up. I read, I heard that news story, and I know you have more news stories, but I, I, I don't know if you uh, yeah. caught. Um, a uh, friend of the show, Alicia Witt, twittered uh, about a news story about a guy in New Zealand who was, uh, I think he was a truck driver, and he was putting air in in the tire of his truck or something like that and it uh -huh. slipped it, some sort of freak accident the 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 air pressure hose slipped out and he slipped and fell on it and it punctured okay. his butt and inflated oh, him <laughs> <laughs> he blew up like, like a dig balloon. dug yeah like dig dug <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it it blew wow. up his skin uh until it, until he pulled it out, and he said he he blew up like a balloon. I mean, he's fine. His he's I forget how he described his skin. He said his skin felt like something, and I don't remember what he described it as. But isn't that oh my horrible? God, that is so funny. So he didn't just get pumped up to the point where he just kind of went pop. <laughs> no, he just his skin elasticized and just. Oh wow! How terrible that must be. Yeah, this this is terrible. I mean, if you think about it, I always rail against the, the, the coming police state. I feel like we are moving in that direction. Oh, uh-huh. And I need no more further evidence than this right here, Jason. Yep. Should clowns be licensed by the state? Clowns? 
Clowns. Wow. Who, how, how do you regulate clowns? What is the... <laughs> Believe me, how do you regulate clowns? This show is an example. <laughs> is there a specific way that clowns should behave? Or I don't understand. I don't know. That we, we've received some email that has uh, been delving into those waters. Yes. No, this one is saying that uh, there's a move. Well, here's the rationale, I should say. Exotic dancers need a permit. So did a massage therapist, pointed out a, some dude in an interview. So why not children's entertainers? So I guess they want to make sure it's uh, – the, the, right now there is no Department of Clown Services to monitor child entertainers, but they believe that there should be one. For, you know, w child welfare prof uh, professionals appreciate the effort that this uh, gentleman is taking to um, make sure that clowns are licensed and, and – uh, I see. Monitored. I see. These are for kind of party clowns, like when the clown that you hire to come to your party and entertain your children. Exactly, which I always, that always is, you know, you see it a lot in movies. There's always people hiring clowns and whatnot. But I, that would be the, as a parent, that would be the last, the last ring of the children's entertainment inferno I would, I would want to wait in. Yeah, I don't even want – there's people that I invite to my parties that I don't even really want at my party. So why would I invite someone I don't even know to my party? Exactly. Who's painted up in makeup and he's wearing like a multicolored afro. Yeah, clowns are just men with makeup as it's, we've heard. It's, as we have heard. Hey, that is a truism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, <laughs> there's a, a – a, again, since all I ever see are things that I see when I'm walking my dog, there's a – I believe some sort of children's entertainer who lives around the corner from me because she's uh -huh. got a big truck parked on the street. And you know, those, those kind of magnet advertisements that you can slap on the side of your car door to say what you're doing. Yes. She's got, it's, it's, it's this poorly printed, you know, very cheaply printed uh, thing slapped on the side of her, of her door. And she kind of looks like um, Tony Basil from the Mickey video. <laughs> Ooh, Tony Basil was hot. Well, okay. So, but imagine Tony Basil from the Mickey video only like she's she's on she's doing splits. Like the picture of her is a yellow background and sitting in uh -huh. kind of a cheerleader outfit doing splits, but like the sweet, not the sexy Tony Basil Mickey, but kind of the uh I don't know, poorly printed The Betty White, <laughs> the Betty White version? Yes. Like the Betty White version, and not the young, hot Betty White, but the. Uh, I'll take a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Tell me what you tell me what you think of uh, of her. I will. Yeah. Uh, regulating clowns is it a or a not a? Uh, for me, this is a. All right, fair enough. You know, because uh, I just I just hate I just hate the very idea of it. Really is just disturbing to me. I think uh, I mean the clown should be the last bastion of uh, you know unregulation. Yeah. How do you regulate a clown? Yeah. They're totally unregulatable. Unregulatable. <laughs> Would you like to hear some more news? Uh, yeah. Or have we moved into in other news? Oh yeah, let's do in other news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got in other news? Dun dun dun. <laughs> This one, you know my, my, my feelings about Facebook. Anyway, this one says, Social media creates new teen ailment, Facebook depression. Okay. It says, doctors say what may seem fun and innocent may actually be leading to teens into what's being termed Facebook depression. If you're a teenager, 
you're most likely on a social networking site like Facebook. For most, it's a fun, easy way to keep in touch and find out what's going on with friends. But new research shows a growing number of youngsters who obsess over the online sites may be headed down a troubled path. Path. Um, and what it is is basically it's, uh, it results from being bombarded with friend tallies, status updates, and photos of people happy, having the time of, a, time of their lives when you're not. Oh, I've actually heard that before. There's a, there is a friend of mine. I actually just went and met with her yesterday. We, we hung out and visited. Uh, and she actually had to get off of Facebook for that very reason. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it made was... her sad. She was depressed to see all of her friends. D to be fair, she's, uh, she's relocated. She originally lived in Puerto Rico uh, and okay. now lives here in town. Uh, but So she sees all of her friends in Puerto Rico uh, enjoying themselves and having fun, and she lives here in Los Angeles, and it makes her sad. Huh, interesting. Well, just don't watch. Don't look. And you know what the other thing is, is people out there, listeners, on Facebook – you're only seeing the good and not the bad of people's lives. They're never putting up the fact that their husband's cheating on them or you know, that their kids are terrible, terrible monsters. You're only getting like how fabulous everything is, the great things that they ate. You know, I'm going here on vacation, another awesome bottle of wine. You're not getting the, the fucking the shit, let me tell you. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. I just want a little honesty. I want a little truth-telling in social media. And then maybe kids wouldn't suffer from this terrible, terrible Facebook depression. All right. All right. There's so much news to choose from. I'm going to pick this one, Jace. All right. And this one here. Man arrested for masturbating on United Flight. Well, that would never happen on JetBlue heading to, to Kabul. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, I guess last week was a rough one for United Airlines. Um, there was uh, this guy, 25-year-old, and they say his name, so I will. Kyle Pierce flew United from Spokane to Denver. Yeah. And uh, he was arrested at the airport by FBI agents and charged with obscene and indecent exposure of his person on an aircraft. There was an 18-year-old girl seated across the aisle from Pierce. And uh, she noticed that... Uh, she saw, I guess, something moving, jostling beneath the blanket, and then she looked over and saw his penis. Wait, there's more. He ejaculated and got some on the seat and then went to the bathroom for a long time. Dude, okay. Now, not that this is anything that I would do, but I, I've, been, I've been hit by extreme desire in the center of the day where I find that I have to you know, go take care of the kid before I continue doing things. Uh-huh. Um, and given the choice, wouldn't you go to the bathroom first <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of right? putting that in your seat? Unless that was maybe, part of the deal, I guess. Maybe this guy doesn't have like the, uh, the ability to take a mental snapshot and, and sustain that in, in the privacy of a cramped air, uh, airplane bathroom. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You, Needed constant. This does not shock me because I, I really think that, uh, that that you know it just exposes the our primitive nature. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't. I have a little more to say about that because it just sort of disgusts me. Okay, well, let's go. Please enlighten me. <laughs> no, I say I have a little more to say about that. Oh. <laughs>
Oh, Lord. Yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that's in other news. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, that all, all that leaves is for us to talk about the big two-hour season finale of Make It or Break It, which I also, again this week, did not write a brilliant recap about. Let's get ready to be canceled! Yeah, you know, it kind of felt like the final episode, didn't it? Didn't it really feel like series ending to you? It, it did. It did. Um, I was... Uh... You know, the the show, and I've said this ad nauseum, has just gotten so far away from the original core essence of what made me truly embrace it and become a fan of it that there was just so many storylines that have been introduced over the last – it seems like the last three episodes, they've introduced more storylines and characters than in the previous two-plus seasons. Well, and they, they even the stuff that they do introduce isn't grabbing me. You know, I feel like yeah. I, I really was invested in Emily. I really miss Emily, and I really wanted a, a, a cut to her in Vegas watching the show on TV or being with yeah. Damon. Or, you know, why not continue the Emily story? Out of sight, out of mind. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I really do miss Emily. And the the... I mean, there were things to enjoy about this episode. Not, you know, I, I again, uh, the reason we 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 say these things is because we we actually do enjoy and we love the show very much, and I enjoy the show very much. But I, I do feel a big hole that's missing from Emily, and I I don't really see why Max needs to be by. Like, what is where where did that come from? Well, Max, he, what? Okay, thank you. Can <laughs> we talk about? How out, out of left field that was. And to me, it felt like they were like, look, we're going to break some new ground. Bisexuality has been dis discussed before, but never from a male uh, experience of it. Oh, you think that's what you was know? happening? That it's always women who are bisexual? Yeah, I think there's been, you know, examples of girls on on teen shows that all of a sudden kind of dabble with other girls and didn't realize that they were attracted to them or whatever. But it's very rare that right. you would ever see that the reverse happen. And then it seems so just completely out of the blue and random that it would pop up and that he would go and kiss Austin. It was so I loved Austin handled it, you know. My man Zane can handle oh. uh, any any acting any acting chore thrown his way. Oh yeah, he was huge. He With was huge these episodes, especially like when he was in the pool. He, the, I, that character's awesome. I mean, he really is awesome. In in yeah, the pool, yeah. when a friend of the show, Kimberly Estrada, was asking him questions about whether or not he would uh, be um, again. I just have to throw that in because, as always, someone else I know showed up in a supporting That's role funny. this week's Make It or Break It. Uh, but the way he was like in the pool kissing girls and then walking up to Kaylee saying, hey, this is my act. This is what I'm doing. So, so such a great character. But yeah, yeah the, I could yeah. not handle if, you know, some dude in a room came up and kissed me in, in that sort of way. I mean, Max is hot. <laughs> I would be flattered. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wouldn't be surprised if but, you kissed me. You've kissed me before, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was just so really out of left field and like it wasn't even like it'd been building or alluded to yeah exactly i didn't feel hints of that happening through the whole season like it really was just between payson and lauren the whole time yeah i i just and i love 
I love Payson, and I love Isla, um, the, the the actress who plays a really, a truly a stunning, beautiful woman. Would you not say? Uh, yeah, I think you think she's more pretty than I do. Oh, okay. Well, but she does this thing that we've dubbed the pace face. Right. Yes. And then I caught Austin doing the pace face as well. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if this is a maybe a, a a new technique in method acting that's being explored, but uh, yeah, I don't know either. I just noticed that when he showed up at the Tanner's neon party, that he was dressed like Crispin Glover and Back to the Future, and he was making it work. <laughs> yeah, no, the, they um, you know addressed or tried to address all the the loose ends and. For, you know, usually the competition scenes are very exciting. This was just like, I mean, I was calling the fact that they were going to miraculously, you know, leap ahead of all the teams and capture first place, um, even though they were like seemingly in the gutter. And what little I know of gymnastics is that that would be impossible. And sure enough, the ESPN, Nadia Comaneci or Bart Connor, whoever they had, so there's very little chance that they're going to be able to do this. This has never happened before. Wait, it just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you would have thought that Nadia Komenich would have packed another outfit for the second day of the, of the, (laughs) ah, good point. Yeah. I just like to see Nadia Komenich in like a leotard. Oh, she did a playboy spread. Do you remember that? I know she was really hot. Uh, she's like Joyce brothers hot. She um totally, <laughs> but there's like the I feel like even though there was a lot of dangling loose ends to this episode to this series, uh-huh. uh, you know the whole Ellen, the Ellen Beals <laughs> returning and the the Sasha video with um you know the N- evil NGO Ellen Beals showing yeah. back up. I was start I, I when they were all sitting in the room together, they mm-hmm. Sasha puts him in a room and says, "You're not acting like a team. Be a team, right." Because he's Australian <laughs> now, all of a sudden, um, and the, they argue through the commercial break, and then come back, and they're they're no longer arguing. But the four of them, being Kaylee, Payson, Lauren, and Kelly Parker, KP, yeah, and KP, like the, I I I don't have I don't have an investment in that. I want Emily there. I want Emily to be me there, not Kelly Parker. What? What I want is I want to know what the hell happened to Razor. Yeah, <laughs> poor Razor stuck at the stuck at the pizza shack. You know, nobody wants to go back there anymore. It's all about the spruce juice nowadays. Oh my God, Jace! I gotta say, I feel that this show has been responsible for the spruce juice being featured more prominently in each episode. Yeah, it had like two huge signs. Like, I feel like I don't know. Is Spruce Juice an actual place or something? Can you go get Spruce Juice? Or is it a sponsor of the show? Because they they did a a scene there where they were sitting in front of an enormous sign that said Spruce Juice. <laughs> I know, and I told I turned to my wife and I was like, "God, oh, that's because of Jason and I." Yeah, probably, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, it's all about the Spruce uh, Juice. But the, the, you know, I, did Payson get the 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 energy bar scholarship contract oh i'm sure of course she did everything worked out in the end it's watching this show has become more and more like watching an episode of scooby-doo yeah you said that before i felt that when they were sitting at the uh when they were sitting at the spruce juice and they were saying we've got to get i know just the person who can get to be the 
it wasn't quite like Scooby Doo. It was a little more like something else. The, the the we'll get together and we'll make Payson the the person who will be the the spokesman for the energy bar drink. And then they came and did that sort of apprentice style presentation, <laughs> like an apprentice yes. task presentation. <laughs> Oh man, I just love this—the world that uh, where sixteen-year-olds are, uh, you know, are able to so easily manipulate, like you know, the the the, the adults. It's great, right? And Lauren, whose entire it, it, world comes crashing around her, is able to smile and perform and stand holding hands, uh, winning the gold. How great was it when she announced to the party that you know she and, and I'm going to get a mommy too? Yeah. Oh, ooh, ouch. Eek. Oof. Ah. Ow. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the show, I'm glad I've watched the show and I've uh, taken great delight in watching the show. And I hope for everybody involved with it that it gets an opportunity to come back. And I hope if it comes back, it it, it finds its footing again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. X gets the square. <laughs> there you go. That was it. I mean, now we're, we're kind of showless. Yeah. What are we going to talk about, so maybe, Rob? Oh, you know, there is one coming up, Jace. Oh, no. That we might want to look at. I, 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 it's called, God, is it called Love Survival or something oh, like that? Oh, yes. Are you it's talking about the one in the wilderness where they send people out? Yes, Love in the Wild. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I think. I've, I've fast-forwarded through the commercials for it. Yes. Are we going to watch Love in the Wild, Rob? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it might be a nice little summer dating in the dark sort of uh, scenario. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sure. Why not? It's Am better than you? The Bachelorette. Am I killing you? Yes. I think it will be. I think it'll be more ridiculous than The Bachelorette, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I can't sit through The Bachelorette. Did you see the news article on, in your local, your weekly Us magazine about how Brad Womack and, uh, and Emily yes. are completely broken up and... Someone said, what, like a quote in the article was, Brad keeps drunk dialing her in the middle of the night. He's pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> He's a 38-year-old bar owner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I drunk dial myself in the middle of the night. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Hello? Hello? I've got Betty White and Dr. Joyce Brothers on speed dial. <laughs> so uh, let's get out of make it or break it. Let's tumble on out. Uh, congratulations to the girls for uh, taking worlds. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, I, I've still got you. It just shows what total lack of focus and uh, complete disregard for your coaching can do. You can win. Uh, you can win yeah, things. Exactly. You can you can stick a landing on the vault on just one foot. <laughs> yes, very Carrie Strug, as was pointed out by Nadia. Kamenich. Right. Exactly. All right. Good enough. Uh, running a little long, Rob. So, what do you got coming up this weekend? Uh, well, it's a holiday weekend, as you know, I'm sure, Jason. I'm sure you have holidays down there in Los Angeles. I don't get holidays, no. I don't have holidays, but I understand there's uh, something okay. happening this weekend, yeah. Yeah. Well, last night we saw some great music, and uh, there happens to be a lot more of it happening. So, well, actually, Friday night, tomorrow, we're having a little game night with the, the, the neighbors in our building. There's a, there's a bunch on our side of the building that we get along with really, really well, and we like to get together from time to time. So we're going to do that. Play some board You're not gonna, games. Not going to be gaming with the the drunken ones in the middle of the night that you holler at in the street. Are they? Still no, there? they're uh, they they do everything in their power to avoid making eye contact with us in the hall. Oh, good, great. Yeah. I love game night. Um, I so, play game night. Yeah, game night's fun. So we're going to do that on Friday, Saturday. I think a, a fr friend of ours, a, a band formerly Carlos, now Slouching Stars, are recording here in San Francisco. And so I'm going to go down to the studio and uh, watch them do their thing. Excellent. They're actually working on a theme for the show, Jace. 
I know. I heard a rough, uh, a rough uh, version of that, like a, a handheld, um, you know, yeah, re- demo, personal demo of it. Yeah, it sounds great. I had it stuck in my head. Yeah. I know, me too. So I actually wrote some words for it. So we're gonna go down there and uh, try and bang it out. And uh, then a little dinner, and then Sunday I am going to see a very, very talented singer-songwriter out of Houston, Texas, play at the Hotel Utah up here. His name is Robert Ellis, and just listeners, keep your ears and eyes peeled for Robert Ellis. He's super talented, and there's no way in hell this guy is not going to be. You know what he sounds like, Jace? You might, you probably like him. I should send you his album. He reminds me a lot of like a James Taylor or a Jackson Brown. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, really, really good stuff, man. Plays that plays a great guitar, has a wonderful voice, and writes. He's only twenty two, and he writes these lyrics that I was just shocked that anybody his age would have that much wisdom and life experience. Oh uh, well, you know, we actually had a lot of wisdom and life experience when we were twenty two. We just didn't do anything about it. Yeah, so it's nice to see somebody do- doing something about it. So I'm really looking forward to this. This is a uh, getting in on the ground floor. His album doesn't even come out until July, and I've been able to procure it and listen to it so i'll be writing about it for the blog www.whatdovesa.com and jason your weekend uh, well i just want to tell you to be careful there at the hotel utah to not dress like a hooker oh uh, believe me they're cracking down in yeah. this town man every, the jails would be full i had well of course i shot a commercial last week which was very exciting nice. uh are I, you allowed to say for whom i am but, but I don't know not. if I should. I should. Well, no. I, when it comes out, I'll tell people. Uh, okay. Just because I, we don't need to give these people any free advertising unless they want to start paying us. You know. Exactly. Oh God, that reminds me. We've completely forgot to mention our sponsor this week on the show. Oh. That's all right. That's all right. Everybody we'll go look for. Uh, we, we love them. Everybody go look at uh, audible.com. So uh, head to www.audiotrial.com slash WDS and you can download, yes. uh, you can become a, a member there of the, of the Audible program. It's really great. Uh, download a free book, listen to it, join in. There. How's that for a. <laughs> that was fucking half-assed and ham-handed okay very good anyway i shot a commercial last week it's exciting um and i looked up the specs of it it's a national network commercial plus cable plus wild spot plus internet buyout plus foreign rights plus behind the scenes footage nice yeah it's huge and it was directed by the guy who played the brother of napoleon dynamite oh no way i yeah. like that guy he's great in that movie yeah 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 so i got to work with him awesome Way to go. Thanks. This coming weekend, I am going to be... Uh, the new season starts for the Screen Actors Guild Film Society, so I've got two movies mm-hmm. to go see. I've got the new Woody Allen picture. I'm going to go see that on Friday night. And then uh, the new Pirates of the Caribbean picture. I will be seeing that on Saturday. And then there's a wrap party for the independent film that I did. That'll be happening on Saturday night. Heading out to a party there. Uh, And then Sunday, I think I'm doing something during the day. I don't remember. But then back to rehearsal for bands to play more rock and roll. i got another rock and roll show coming up. Wow. Well, you're very busy. And uh, I hope you uh, take some time to... uh... You know what do we what do we honor Memorial Day? Is that for the troops? Uh, Memorial Day is not for the troops. Uh, it's for the <laughs> troops who are no longer alive. So as opposed ah, to Veterans Day, have a hot Day, dog to the troops that are no longer alive. Right, the fallen, those who have fallen in combat, is what Memorial Day okay. is about. As opposed to Veterans Day, which are those who went to combat and, and were able to return. Yes. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's actually uh, uh, Armistice Day. Have a hot dog. Raise a hot dog to them. Yeah, uh, Armistice Day. That's what you're honoring. The end of World War One is what Memorial Day is. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Well, thank God. I hate to think of that was keep dragging on. <laughs> no doubt. Because uh, if World War One kept dragging through World War Two, then it would have been sort of annoying. You know, Jace, I've got to make, I, I just am I'm checking metrics, and I, 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 this is a momentous occasion, and it's happening on air, so I, I feel I should share it with you. Okay, share. For this year, Jason, the big board just revealed, this year, we are at, wait for it, 30,000 page views. Hey! And we're only halfway through the year. Nice. Very exciting. Glad yeah. that I was here to have it happen. Glad you were here listening to have it happen to you hearing. Oh, heck. I'll see you all next week. Goodbye, listeners. Bye.